Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Wednesday, emergency call center workers. They say that their centers, they are understaffed, struggling to fill their vacancies, and are continuously plagued by worker burnout. We'll have the latest details. The CDC says that ground beef contained with salmonella has seconded at least 16 people in four northeastern states. Pete Alonzo, he homered twice and drove in five. That's a season high for him. Justin Verlander pitched six shutout innings, and the Mets beat the Yanks in the opener of round two of the Subway Series. And the Department of Education has opened an investigation into Harvard University's policies on legacy admissions, which give an edge to applicants with family ties to alumni. This is the update, Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday. Happy hump day to all of you out there. You feel that? That's the return of the heat and also the humidity. <laughs> the real feels are supposed to be anywhere between, oh, let's say, 95 and 100. And it's only going to get worse, dare I say, as time moves onward. We're, no, we're not going to be anywhere close to what our fellows in the western half of the country have had. But for a couple of days, it's going to be really, really bad. <laughs> you can't tell, but uh, you can't tell, but actually I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> because it's my wife... Uh, eloquently put it the other day. I think at this point, uh, you know, despite the pay, I think I'm over summer. <laughs> and I mean, I'm over, I'm over it in uh, just in the terms of how bad or how hot it can get sometimes. No other time of the year do we ever really deal with heat like this. Thank God this heat. Isn't around in winter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to create some good vibes as we go through another tough stretch. I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. We appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be, and however, of course, you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We're going to begin this uh, Wednesday with emergency call center workers. They are the people that respond, of course, when you dial 911. They say that their centers are understaffed. 
They're struggling to fill their vacancies, and they're being plagued by worker burnout. A nationwide survey that was released yesterday that was conducted by the National Emergency Number Association in conjunction with Carbine, a cloud technology company that focuses on emergency services, polled about 850 workers from 911 call centers across this country to find that many of them were experiencing burnout, handling more frequent call surges, and fell under trained for things like active shooter situations. The findings show the more widespread nature of staffing problems that have been laid bare in some towns and cities, too, in recent years by complaints of the long wait times and also, in some cases, just being sent to voicemail. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And Drew Barrymore, whose honors include, of course, a Golden, a golden Globe, and a Screen Actors Guild Award will be presiding a more literary ceremony this fall. Barrymore will be hosting the 74th Annual National Book Awards, the National Book Foundation announced yesterday. And Oprah Winfrey, a previous winner of an honorary National Book Award, will be a guest speaker. Barrymore and Winfrey both have long histories of championing both books and reading. Winfrey's book club picks, of course, have helped dozens of work, dozens of works become bestsellers. While Barrymore has praise books by Tina Fey and David Sedaris, among others. There's a federal judge that says that she's not changing her decision to let NFL coach Brian Flores put the league on trial over claims that he and other black coaches face discrimination. Uh, Judge Valerie Caproni's ruling yesterday came after lawyers on both sides asked her to reconsider her March decision. The judge says that claims by two coaches who joined Flores in that lawsuit after it was filed early last year must proceed to arbitration, where NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will presumably serve as the arbitrator. She says that Flores can proceed with the claims against the league and three teams, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, and of course, the Houston Texans. In the continuing coverage of the writers' strike, SAG-AFTRA, they held their largest and most star-studded rally yet yesterday in Times Square. Their uh, picket sign-waving show of solidarity hit 12 days into the strike, and a day after a variety of reporters questioned the lack of said A-listers. Jessica Chastain and Brendan Fraser were among those joining the throngs of demonstrators. Actors and union representatives took turns giving fiery speeches, in the heart of Times Square, while tourists either gawked and the passing trucks they honked in support. At times, they took aim at the corporate lights and the billboards around them, including the Walt Disney-owned ESPN and ABC studios that were alongside the rally. To Long Island we go now, where the investigation continues into the home of the alleged serial killer Rex Hewerman. It's now complete.
It's now complete, that investigation is. Suffolk County DA Ray Tierney announced the end of the search yesterday, noting that police had, re- had recovered, quote, a tremendous amount of information during their search. He said that at least 279 weapons were being kept inside a thick basement vault that was large enough, apparently, to walk into. Additional evidence will now be evaluated for possible links to these crimes. The Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma can start its transformation under a bankruptcy agreement that allows the members of the wealthy Sackler family who own the company to avoid civil lawsuits over this crisis, a court has ruled. The state and local governments that were suing Purdue for its role in the epidemic agreed to a settlement last year that requires family members to pay up to $6 billion and give up the company. The U.S. bankruptcy trustee has said it will ask the Supreme Court to block this deal, but now it might need help from the top court quickly to uh, keep it on hold. A Colorado businessman that's been convicted of fraudulently siphoning hundreds of thousands of dollars from an online fundraiser to build a wall along the southern border has now been sentenced to five years and three months in prison. Timothy Shea was convicted yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court after a jury convicted him last October. An earlier trial it had deadlocked with the excuse me, an earlier trial had ended when the jury deadlocked on the charges. Shea was charged three years ago, along with three others, including Steve Bannon, the former top advisor to the former president. Trump, of course, pardoned Bannon when he left the presidency while two others pleaded guilty and were sentenced to prison. Pete Davidson is now going to perform 50 hours of community service to resolve a reckless driving charge for crashing into a Beverly Hills home. L.A. prosecutor said yesterday that the 29-year-old SNL actor and comedian will likely do his community service with the FDNY, where his late father worked. Davidson had pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor and entered an 18-month diversion program that also includes 12 hours of traffic school and will also have to obey all laws. Prosecutors have said previously that Davidson's recklessness led to a serious collision with the Beverly Hills home back on March 4th. Meanwhile, a gynecologist who sexually abused vulnerable and trusting patients for over two decades at some of the most prestigious hospitals in New York has now been sentenced to 20 years in prison. The sentence for Robert Haddon was a measure of vindication for hundreds of former patients who had accused the doctor of molesting them during examinations, but saw an earlier prosecution end with a plea bargain that spared him from jail former doctor cried yesterday as he said he was very sorry for the pain he had caused. Authorities say the 64-year-old man sexually abused patients from the late 80s until 2012 at prominent hospitals, including Columbia University Irving Medical Center and New York Presbyterian Hospital.
In other news, a 71-year-old man that's been linked to a crew drug mem uh, drug excuse me, a 71-year-old man linked to a crew of drug dealers that was blamed in the death of actor Michael K. Williams has now been sentenced to more than two years in prison at a proceeding in which the actor's nephew urged compassion for the defendant. Uh, Carlos Machi was sentenced to two and a half years in prison yesterday by federal judge Ronnie Abrams. Machi benefited from words spoken on his behalf by Williams' nephew, as well as a sentencing letter in which a co-creator of HBO's The Wire urged leniency, saying that Williams himself, quote, would fight for Mr. Mackey. The CDC, they say that ground beef contaminated with salmonella has sickened at least 16 people in four northeastern states. Six of the people have been hospitalized. The CDC said yesterday that illnesses have been reported in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Ground beef is the only common food reported in the outbreak. People who recalled what they ate and where they bought it reported eating 80% lean ground beef purchased from ShopRite stores in Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. The agency says that no recall has been issued just yet. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Wednesday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. We're going to talk some sports. Talk about how the Mets, they bounced back from their uh, bad weekend against the Red Sox by taking game one of the Subway Series in the Bronx. Justin Verlander, of course, was uh, Justin Verlander. <laughs> what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some, um, you know, other stuff as well. I don't exactly have an idea what we're going to be talking about, but let's just say uh, it has to deal <laughs> with the most unexpected things that can truly make or break your day. And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Washington, the president's son, Hunter, faced new challenges on the eve of a scheduled court appearance today in which he's set to plead guilty and a deal with prosecutors on tax and gun charges. Gonna talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian in the heat and the humidity of it all <laughs> returns in just a moment. From New York home of the Summer White House. This is the update with Brad and Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe and is the best way to protect that legacy. 
You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julia. Of all the newscasters in New York, I just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning June 26th at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Friday, May 12th at 11.45 p.m., continuing weekdays through the fall of 2023, the Manhattan-bound 7-train platforms at 111th Street and 82nd Street Jackson Heights are closed for station upgrades. For service to and from these stations, take a flushing-bound 7 train and transfer, or use the nearby Q32 or Q48 buses. Beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th until August, Jamaica Center-bound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street, Eldritch Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard because of station rehabilitation work. During rush hours beginning February 27th, skip stop service is not running between Jamaica Center, Parsons Archer, and Crescent Street. Trains will make all local stops instead. For alternate service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. 
The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosks outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $6.75. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So whenever, whenever it seems like the last couple of years when the Mets have had a real downturn, uh, they go into the Subway Series and they absolutely trump the Yankees. Seems at one point where the Yankees were just dominating the Mets at every turn, but after they split two games in Queens a few months ago, now it's the Bronx turn. And the seven line had a walloping <laughs> against the four line. That's probably the kindest way I could put it. Pete Alonso broke out of his slump. He homered twice, drove in a season-high five. Justin Verlander was vintage Justin Verlander, <laughs> pitching six scoreless innings, shutout innings at that. And the Mets beat the Yanks 9-3 in the opener of the Subway Series in the Bronx. Jeff McNeil, three RBIs. Francisco Lindor had three hits and three runs for the Mets, who, hoping that a big week might persuade ownership not to sell at the trading deadline. That's August 1st. That's next Tuesday, in case you don't have a calendar nearby. <laughs> Alonzo and Daniel Vogelbach homered back-to-back -back in the sixth against Domingo Herman, who's fallen to 0-2 in his last four starts since he threw that perfect game back in late June against Oakland. The 40-year-old Verlander was touched with just two hits and a couple, two hits, four walks in six innings in his 249th career win. He's also 5-0 in his last eight regular season starts against the New York Yankees. Anyway, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, there are things that unhap that just happened that could possibly impact your whole day and also some major goof-ups as well and then we're going to talk together of course the latest national news a federal judge has now blocked a rule that allows immigration authorities to deny asylum to migrants who arrive at the u.s mexico border 
without applying online or seeking protection in a country that they had already passed through. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian returns after, of course, these messages. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, during the lighter segments of this show, when I make jokes, I sometimes lie up here. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) But even when I worked, if I told my teenage staff not to lie, I'm kind of lying to them. If you ever work with kids, they know what they say, like, you should never lie to a child. And those people have never worked or had kids. Because when you're working with kids or you've had kids, you lie to them all the time. You're like, you wouldn't like this ice cream. It's very spicy. I'd share with you, but Santa said I can't. Now, why don't you go to sleep so I can wrestle your mom? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Bajan common sense. Bajan common sense. Anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Another hump day in the month of July for us around here. Actually, now that I think about it on the calendar, it is the last hump day in the month of July. Where is the time going? Well, yes, it's back to the uh, back to the heat and the humidity for uh, a lot of us around here. Uh, you know, folks, as is in the tale of the summer of 2023, it is not really been going away. This is why I alluded to earlier that my wife is over this summer. <laughs> she is just ready for it to be fall, and at this point, I couldn't agree more. Because really, either it has been hot and humid, or there have been severe thunderstorms. And there's been no middle ground. At least not yet, anyway, according to the, uh, the weather people. They say things will start to calm down as we go into next week. Um, 
with temperatures in the 70s and the 80s, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that front. Literally, the storms yesterday were literally in the scene of a movie. Like, you know, it all started off, like, fairly cloudy, and then as the storm got closer, it just got darker and darker and darker. Like, I was leaving the studio after yesterday's show, and uh, I, you know, I finished change, I make my way out the building, and literally, it's like, it just started to get worse and worse as I made my, as I made my way to the subway. And in the distance, you can see just numerous rounds of thunder and lightning. Like, I honestly thought, I truthfully thought that if, um, I truthfully thought that if it got any worse, if I made it to the subway successfully, I was going to invoke the ghost or the spirit of Sam Champion. And luckily, I made it just in the nick of time. Because it literally started to pour minutes after I got on the subway. Well, I consider myself lucky. Very lucky in that regard. As I alluded to uh, earlier, folks, it really just seemed like things can ruin your day. Like, literally, things can ruin your day if they don't go in the right fashion. Like, uh, take, uh, take today, for example. Uh, I said at the end of yesterday's program that we were supposed to be going to the, uh, the aquarium for, you know, our summer camp trip. <laughs> funny story. It's a real funny story about all that. So I don't know how, I don't know where, but somebody goofed. And, <laughs> and when I mean somebody goofed, I mean goofed in the sense that our, we're going to the aquarium tomorrow instead of today. Now, I really don't know anything more beyond that. All I just know, like I said, is somebody goofed and somebody uh, done goofed up big time. But, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be out there in the heat. This is an excessive heat warning, in effect. <laughs> that starts tomorrow at 11 and uh, doesn't doesn't end until eight o'clock tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, Friday night. This is exactly why I told my wife, you know, I, I love you, I really do, but I don't think I'm showing up tomorrow, tomorrow or Friday, because you know I love you, but there is only a certain amount of uh, there's a certain amount of heat. I can handle. And uh, I think we have officially reached that limit. My limit of heat is when we, it gets 100 degrees. Or um, yeah, anything above 100 degrees, I'm like, yeah, no, I, uh, I can't do that. So, I love you to death. But, uh, you know, I have to travel to, uh, I have to travel to do You know? <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's gonna be fun in the blistering, searing heat. Uh, I'm gonna have to pack a lot of water. Definitely uh, a lot of water. <laughs> like I don't really, 
I don't really know where to go. Like besides that, as the uh, the wind continues to uh, blow. Uh, how about for all the kids out there? Because uh, if you've ever watched, if, if you've ever watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and not the uh, the current version, the one from nineteen eighty seven, those are going to be coming to a Nickelodeon via TV channel. Uh, under this deal, um, Nickelodeon, they acquired the global rights to the story Fred Wolf Studios. Uh, the Fred Wolf series, I should say. Which follows the adventures, of course, the heroes in a half shell. Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. I don't know all the episodes from 1987 to 1996 in the original series. Uh, is going to debut on the Nick-owned and operated channels, you know, such as YouTube, Pluto TV, and the other channels. Followed by later on in this month at the Nickelodeon-branded channels, and also internationally. Of course, this was announced before the next uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem, arrives in theaters on August 2nd. Although I will say that you don't have to wait for national news. Because that is next, of course. As for the usual around here, when the Up to Agreement Julian continues. From New York, the herbal supplement that's not approved by the FDA. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. I've always wanted a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? My neighbor. Mr. Rogers passed along friendship in his neighborhood, hoping we would do the same. So let's get started. Friendship. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in schools. Education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. Mr. Nelson taught hope. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. And giving our best efforts. It's always impossible until it's done. Mr. Nelson Mandela's teachings not only united a nation, they inspire us today. Inspiration. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. From New York, where every house is a haunted house. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Wednesday, everyone. The last hump day in the month of July for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us as we muck and mire our way through the heat. <laughs> Let us talk together. Right now, of course, the latest national news. 
And we're going to begin, of course, in Washington, where the president's son, Hunter, faced some new challenges on the eve of a scheduled court appearance today, in which he's set to plead guilty in a deal with prosecutors on tax and gun charges. On Capitol Hill, where Republicans are ramping up their investigations of the president and his son, the GOP chairman of the uh, Ways and Means Committee uh, took the unusual step of filing court documents urging the judge, who could potentially reject the deal, to consider testimony from IRS whistleblowers. The dynamics of this case became even more conflicted hours after the lawmakers filed their motion with an accusation of misrepresentation that Hunter Biden's defense team said was just a simple misunderstanding. In other news, a federal judge has blocked a rule that allows immigration authorities to deny asylum to migrants who arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border without applying online first or seeking protection in a country that they passed through. But the judge yesterday delayed his ruling from taking effect immediately to give President Biden's administration time to appeal. The order from U.S. District Judge John Tiger of the Northern District of California it takes away a key enforcement tool set in place by the Biden administration as COVID-based restrictions on asylum expired back in May. The new rule imposes severe limitations on migrants seeking asylum, but includes room for exceptions and does not apply to children who are traveling alone. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy now says the Republicans in Congress may launch an impeachment inquiry of the president over unproven allegations of financial wrongdoing. That would be a first step toward bringing articles of impeachment, and it could go into campaign season. McCarthy first floated the idea Monday on Fox News and spoke to reporters yesterday at the Capitol. McCarthy is under enormous pressure from Trump allies with his slim GOP majority to elevate their priorities. White House spokesman Ian Sims, Ian Sams, I should say, said in response that the House GOP's eagerness to go after the president, quote, regardless of the truth, is seemingly bottomless. And down in Austin, Texas, the heart of Texas, the floating barrier there on the Rio Grande is new, but a former Trump administration official says that the idea itself is not. Mark Morgan was the acting commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection in 2020 when he says he approved the same barrier being put on the Rio Grande. Morgan says he called it the, quote, water wall. It was never installed after President Biden took office, of course, the following year. Governor Greg Abbott, the Republican, put the idea into action this month. The Justice Department has asked a federal court to order Texas to remove the buoys, saying the water barrier poses humanitarian and environmental concerns along the international boundary. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds.
Her words weren't written under peaceful shade, but under fear for her life. Everyone has inside a piece of good news. For two agonizing years, she worried about being caught by the Nazis. The good news is that you don't know how great you can be. Though her story ended early, her words live on. I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains. With her positive outlook, Anne Frank continues to fill us with hope. Hope. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Maybe he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some, whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Welcome back to the update of Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Last hump day in the month of July for us around here. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. We're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And the Israeli government has passed the first major piece of legislation in uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's plan to overhaul the legal system. It's part of a broader plan that has triggered nationwide protests, divided the country, and also has rattled the powerful military and influential business community. The plan seeks to weaken the Supreme Court and transfer more powers to the Parliament. Supporters of this plan say Israel's as unelected judges, they wield just too much power. But opponents say that the judges play an important oversight rule, and that the plan will push Israel toward autocratic rule. And despite the fraught atmosphere, uh, Netanyahu's allies, they plan on moving forward. In other news, we're going to go up to Boston. For the U.S. Department of Education, they've opened an investigation into Harvard University's policies on legacy admissions, which give an edge to applicants with family ties to alumni. Top Colleges' preferential treatment of children of alumni has been facing new scrutiny, of course, since the, Supreme, since the Supreme Court last month, struck down the use of affirmative action as a tool to diversify college campuses. The department notified Lawyers for Civil Rights, a nonprofit based in Boston, on Monday that it was investigating the group's claim that the university, quote, discriminates on the basis of race by using donor and legacy preferences in its undergraduate admissions process. We continue, of course, daily on this show to talk about the weather, which we only address here, as you know, when the weather is bad. And it definitely still is. The water temperature on the tip of Florida hit hot tub levels. We're talking 100 degrees Fahrenheit two days in a row, which meteorologists say could potentially be the hottest seawater that has ever been measured. Uh, NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, says weather, weather records for sea water temperatures are unofficial, and there are certain conditions in this reading that could disqualify it from a top mark. But the initial reading on a buoy at Manatee Bay hit 101.1 degrees on Monday night, and just 26 miles away, 
Scientists, they saw some devastating effects from prolonged hot water surrounding Florida, coral bleaching, and also some death. And finally, uh, Bronny James, the son, of course, of the NBA superstar LeBron James, is now hospitalized in stable condition one day after going into cardiac arrest while participating at a basketball practice at the University of Southern California. A family spokesman said USC medical staff treated the 18-year-old James on Monday at Galen Center after he went into cardiac arrest and he was transported to a nearby hospital. The spokesman said that James was in stable condition yesterday after leaving the intensive care unit. James was one of the nation's top high school prospects and is an incoming freshman with the Trojans. Can let you guys ponder on this as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Uh, Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. And in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel. Hopefully that your news, folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, please be well. Well, that's our show, folks. And uh, I'm going home. <laughs> Honey, why don't you leave out the uh, dinner for me? Because I'm coming home after I sit in the uh, chair at the desk here during the credits. Real fields, near 100, excessive heat warning until Friday night. Oh, yeah, and we're, re we're redoing the trip to the aquarium. Did I mention that? It's going to be a fun adventure in the heat. Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see you, hopefully from somewhere safe and air-conditioned and hydrated tomorrow. See you then.